The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving with back Loving That Sports Talk. And always, we got Glove. You that Glove? Yeah, love. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. How's it been going? Good, good. No complaints. It's only 72 degrees in San Diego today. <laughs> well, that, that's a good. Well, that's not. Is that good weather? Because normally you'd be about 80. Yeah, it's average in San Diego, but you got to remember it is you know the fall, so you know it's March. Right. Okay. Well, Glove. Before we went to break, I was—I mean, my phone messed up. Sorry. Um, what we're gonna do is gonna be you. We, we got a caller that's called in, so we're gonna talk about all the free agency. How that sound, Glove? Sounds good to me. It's a lot of it. <laughs> uh, we got a guest. Uh, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing today? I'm doing good. This is Jitter Fields, Alfred Jitter Fields. How you doing, Jitter? I'm doing fine, James. I mean, I'm uh, I'm in the snow right now. I mean, it's, I heard um, I heard the other young man say that they were um, in San Diego in sunny weather, but it's snowy, snowy Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, right now. You hear that, Glove? Hey, I feel sorry for you, brother. Hey, <laughs> my my heart goes out to all you guys in Michigan. You know, I'm I'm not sitting at the beach today. You know, I'm just sitting by a little park. Well. Go ahead, Jed. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to get ready to say that. You know, life is good regardless. You know, I'll take snow, sunny. I'm just uh, glad to be a part of it and being, you know, I'm glad to be able to, um, you know, see it. And um, thanks for having me on the show today, you know, having, you know, talking to you guys. Appreciate that. Well, no problem. Well, Jed, it's me, Glove. Jed, before we get started, tell the people, you know, where you played and uh, what teams and that. Well, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and um, I went to H. Grady Spruce High School, and then from out of high school, I went to uh, play for University of Texas at Austin for four years as a uh, return return specialist, special team, and uh, defensive back. Um, I was fortunate enough or blessed enough, you know, to, um, to make it to the NFL as a fifth-round draft choice, 1984. 1984 uh, fifth-round draft pick by uh, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Saints, when uh, Bob Phillips was the head coach, Wade Phillips was defensive coordinator. Played a couple of years in the NFL. And, um, another stint, I had another stint with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, from there, I went, you know, uh, in between all that, I, 
I played in the CFL, Canadian football, for a couple of years, and played um, arena football uh, for Dallas, Detroit, and Arizona, the indoor football game, arena. And I played a little minor league football and, uh, and minor league pro football uh, and was a player coach in the minor, you know, uh, football league, pro football league, and, and I worked as a defensive coordinator for the minor pro football league uh, back, I mean, in the early 90s. Um, since then, you know, I've um, I retired from teaching and um, full-time. Time, I was a full-time teacher, but I'm just I'm out there coaching right now, you know. I'm just looking, not looking anymore, but uh, recently hired on as a uh, defensive assistant at Kentucky Christian University. So that's, uh, I mean, as a defensive uh, secondary, you know, coach, safeties, and share responsibilities as a uh, special teamer. So, you know, I've, I've been mostly, my career was mostly a uh, kick return specialist. I got drafted as a return specialist. And, um, you know, special teams was a big part of my career, along with uh, playing defensive back. Um, but I've learned, you know, like over the years, well, doing my, you know, just growing up doing my child, I mean, doing my childhood days all the way up to now that, you know, football is played on both sides of, both sides of the field. I mean, both sides of the line. So I have a, I have a respect, you know, a, uh, a deep a deep respect for uh, every position on the football field now. Well, that's good, yeah. Well, that's a good resume you got there. You know, I'm grateful that you was able to do all that, you know. And people are blessed that can even do things, you know. So, but we're going to get on out with some questions. I got a question for you guys. Um, start off, you know, you glove, you can answer Jitter. We talk about the free agency, and uh, I see we start off with Antoine Bolden going to the 49ers. What do you think that's going to help them or hurt them? Well, you know, first let me congratulate my man on a, a heck of a career and, you know, still giving back, you know, to the young men. You know, we need a lot more guys out there like himself there and like what we do to uh, – give back to the younger guys so my hats go off. Now as far as uh, Anquan Bowden, I think that's going to be a big loss to Flacco and to uh, Baltimore as well. You know, that was his his sure-handed receiver. You know, whenever Flacco got in trouble, that's who Flacco always depended on. You know, if you look at the numbers, you know, he put up you know, during the playoffs, he had what, the most catches and the most yards from any receiver that was you know, in the playoffs at that point. So I think it's bless you. I think it's a it's a heck of a loss for Baltimore. What do you think, Jitter? Well, I mean, I almost echo. You know, I almost just about echo. You know, I have to uh, echo uh, Mr. Uh, Glover's um, statement. Uh, that's going to be a big loss, and and I wonder how. I wonder. I really wonder how. You know, quarterback Flacco is going to adjust. You know, you know, to that. I mean, he just got, you know, he just got this big salary, and and you know, the league is like really looking for him to I, I, to improve and and to get better. Otherwise, I don't think they would have gave him the money. But uh, they're gonna have to go out and find some young guys that really know how to play, or you know, another veteran somewhere that really know how to pick up the slack that you know. Uh, I mean, the game that Antoine that Antoine Bolden Antoine Bolden bought to the excuse me Antoine Bolden bought you know, to the uh, Ravens because, yeah, I, I I mean, they still have, 
you know, several good receivers and, you know, a lot of big-time playmakers. I mean, they still got game. I mean, you know, but for him to go to the 49ers and Antoine, you know, Antoine is a um, is a – he's got a good attitude. I mean, he's got a very, very tough attitude about playing the game of football. And, you know, I think that's going to carry the 49ers, you know, probably back in, you know, back into the playoffs. Now, as far as the big dance, I mean, you never know who's going to get hot you know, during that particular time and, you know, and end up making it to the big dance. But, uh, I, you know, San Francisco, uh, uh, you know, I, I really count them. You know, I really put them in the playoff at this point. I don't know about making it to the big dance because of the uh, the Bowden move. You know, I, I, you know, but that, that really just picks up, uh, just makes San Francisco that much more of a, uh, you know, of a, um, you know, a sure bet, you know, to make, you know, to make it at least to the playoff. Um, you know, as far as Bob, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was agreeing with you on that. You know, I was going to say the same thing you said, Jenner. And, you know, kind of, you know, mess with gloves, Jenner. You, know, you know, he was a Randy Moss fan, and I hear all the speculations that uh, Antoine Bowles got to do a bit more than what Randy Moss could have did, should have done to help them. You agree with that, Glove? You know what, James? As, as much as I hate agreeing with you, I'm going to have to say yes, but here's the difference. Did they bring Randy Moss in and use him to the fullest of his ability? Saying that, and we know what Anquan brings to the table right now. So I guarantee you they're going to use Anquan more than they did with Randy Moss because the the one thing what my man just said, which is true, is, I mean, the man's work ethic is over the top. Is his playing abilities over the top for a, a quote unquote undersized slower receiver? This man delivers on the field Sunday in, Sunday out. So I think what takes San Francisco to the next level, where Randy Moss didn't, is his leadership that he's going to bring to the table in the locker room, in practice, and in the game. So I think that's the intangible and the big difference that Anquan Bowden brings to the 49ers, which propels them in my eyes. And you know I'm not a 49er fan, but in my eyes, I think it, it, it guarantees them an NFC championship. It guarantees them an NFC championship game. You agree with that, Jitter? Um, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty right on target, and that's and you know, and that's a sharp focus that Mr. Glover has, you know, in regards to that, you know, the Anquan Bolden move. I mean, that puts San Francisco right back, you know, in the mix. And, 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 yeah, his leadership and his toughness, you know, that he brings to the squad and, you know, just his intelligence, you know, as far as, you know, uh, playing the game and and that toughness that he has after he catches the football is, is, is truly, is truly you know, one of the, one, one of the league's best. And, and, um, and I thought that Randy, Randy, you know, was pretty much, as opposed to the Randy Moss situation, I, I really thought that was more like a leadership, you know, to kind of help guys, you know, to, to you know, to bring guys in, you know, to, uh, to a lot of those younger guys, the younger men, and you know, a few of, a few more of the you know older guys who are not older than Randy to, to just kind of check out his work ethic, you know, because his work ethic is probably you know just unreal. He's like a beast, you know, in practice and you know just you know in preparing, you know. Um, you know he's he's like a beast, and you know that that can that, that can never go unrecognized. So, you know I thought that 
you know, San Francisco brought him in just for that, you know, just for, you know, his work ethic, how he prepares, you know, and that sort of thing. I, I didn't think that he would be that much. Uh, I mean, but he got him, got him to the, um, I mean, he was part of the team that helped, you know, get him to the big dance, and that's what really counts. Yeah, and I gotta, you know, I hate to do this like Glove was saying, agree with Glove on something, Jitter, you know, and I think uh, 49ers <laughs> didn't, didn't use Randy to his full, but I think it kind of helped Crabtree. And Glover, you talked about that because I look at Mike Wallace for um, Pittsburgh, and they talk about they didn't need Mike Wallace now because Antoine, Antonio Brown, I think that's his name, did all the work. But you gotta look at what Mike Wallace did, and that's what Randy did, right? Randy cleared it out, and Crabtree got all these catches and made him open. And the same thing with Pittsburgh. You guys agree with that? Well, you know, for me, you're 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 tapping on the you're tapping on the nail right now because that's the next point I was going to bring up. I said, regardless of what Randy Moss didn't do, he woke up Crabtree because since Crabtree had been there, he really hasn't showed up. He's been out there, but he hasn't really played up to expectations now because you think about two years ago when they went to the championship game, it was a one-man show in Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis pretty much it took him almost to the big dance by himself along with Frank Gore and the others, but he was the only receiver out there on the field that was, you know, making plays. Now you bring in Randy Moss a year later as a distraction, like my man said, you know, his work ethic is over the top. His ability we know is, you know, far beyond expectations, you know, than most receivers that's ever come into the NFL, you know, it's just he takes plays off, which we know. Now he's a seasoned veteran, which we know. But the plus was what he did for Michael Crabtree. Now, can Anquan Bowden, which I think he'll be able to continue Crabtree's progress by him coming along and seeing how Randy Moss did it from one perspective. Now he gets a true, true professional, and he gets to learn from a true professional at receiver. You know, Glove, you really, that's, you know, really what I was trying to get out of you. I know we argue back, I tell you, on life, but that's that's a good point. You And like Jitter said, you hit it right on the thing. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the other free agencies that's out there, you know, Reggie Bush, where he went, Percy Harvin. We'll see what y'all think about him going to Seattle, going to help Russell Wilson. So this is um, Jay Love with Eric Glove, 72 San Diego Glove. 72, baby. And we got Jitter Fields in Michigan freezing his butt off. Is it freezing there, Jitter? Yeah, it's pretty cold. It's like 31 degrees. Well, we'll, be, we'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Glove. We're back with Loving That Sports Talk and Cold Show with me, Eric Glove. You still there, Glove? Yes, sir. I'm here, James. Good to have you on. Then we got Jitter. Jitter Field. You still there, Jitter? I got your back, baby. All right. <laughs> so, good. Before we move on again, I want to put a, uh, I should have did at the beginning of the show, but a great friend of ours, Leo Sanchez, passed away in Castle, Wyoming, um, this week. So, it was thoughts and prayers to the family guys. And, you know, he was, a, he was one of those inspirational people in Castle, you know, that really lifted a lot of his hearts and did a lot for the you know, community out there. So I want to give a shout-out to his family, his wife, Mary. Um, we did a um, fundraiser last year at uh, Wyoming. I remember when the basketball team for his daughter they had cancer? Yes. Was yes, I remember. One of all guys, and his daughter passed away like two months after that. So, you know, they're taking a toll in that family. So, Well, condolences, condolences. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get back started with the thing. And, you know, our guys don't want to hear everything, but the main one is that um, uh, Percy, Her- Percy Harvin, I'm saying that right, Percy Harvin? Yes. Uh, from Minnesota. Um, now he's with Seattle. Do you think Seattle, I mean, when you bring these guys over, they say he was a problem, child. When you bring somebody over, do you think it's going to help the team? Cause they said it was 29th and passing and, but it seemed like they did good with all him. What do you guys think? Well, you know what? You know what, there, James? It's like this. What Percy Harvin are you getting? Because let's think about it. When he started off, he's actually a pretty good ball player. Upside is incredible. But like you said, he's been a problem child. You know, he would have migraine. You know, he uh, from time to time was complaining about the quarterback. You know, there was times where he didn't want to play. So, he wants elite receiver money, but he's not playing up to elite status. So is it is it a new start, and he's going to take full advantage of it and, and help Russell Wilson out? Because if you think about it, that's what they need in Seattle. They need a receiver that can stretch the field but also come underneath. So we won't know how the chemistry is until we see him on the field and, and, and see what mindset he's in. Jitter? Well, 
I thought that was one of the most horrible moves, free agent moves, <coughs> almost of all time. I mean that. I mean, I felt like Adrian Peterson. You know, he tweeted that um, felt like he'd been kicked in the stomach like six times. <coughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe that. I, I really didn't think that Minnesota would would go that far. You know, I mean, the guy is still young. I mean, you know. They really didn't, to me. They rushing too many of the young guys, and these young guys are not really. Re- I mean, this is pro football we're talking about, and it's the NFL. I mean, rushing young guys that means that, for, in order for a young guy to really excel in this league, in the NFL, he has to be playing with nothing but young players. I mean, you know, you got you got, you know, uh, you know, uh, very uncanny, you know, wily skill, you know, veterans out, you know, on the field. Who, who can who know how to take your head off and put it back on, you know? But you know the Percy Harvin deal really disturbed me, and um, and I'm like Adrian Peterson. That was their really their ticket, you know, to make it to the big dance because I'm an AP fan, and I know Adrian want to get to that Super Bowl, and and you know, and I just thought that was just a ba- a very poor move. I, I don't know how well it's gonna do Seattle. More, I mean, you know, I don't know how well it's gonna do Seattle, but. For the most part, it does on paper. It does make, you know, their roster, you know, look really well, look really good. And uh, it kind of puts them, you know, in the playoff picture, you know, and, and, as, and as well as, you know, making it to the big dance, you know, to the Super Bowl or something. But, you know, I just I just never agree with that. I mean, I, the guy, you know, these guys want, you know, like, you know, all this money. And I think that's probably where, you know, they probably saying, look, he wants more money. We need to free up a little bit more. We need, you know, we need some cap space. So if he works with us, you know, it'll work out. And, you know, a lot of these agents are not – I mean, I, I really think they're giving them some poor advice at some times. I mean, they got enough money. I mean, yeah. I just think that was his agent's fault. You know, I'm looking into it, you know, just a little bit. I don't think that was really Percy, but, you know, you never know. I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, I just thought that was a horrible, very, very why, bad move. Why would you say that's horrible, right, Glover? I mean, you got a guy that don't want to be there and perform there, but if he get, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible because you said Minnesota got rid of him and he should have stayed there, but why would you have a player there that don't want to be there, right, Glover? Well, yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand what I'm going to call him Jitter. I understand what Mr. Jitter's talking right there. about. <laughs> I understand what, what Mr. Jitter over there is talking about because, for me, I, I'm with you also. I love AP. I love what AP brings to the game. I love the fact that he came back and what he did last year, and I hopefully, you know, with prayer, continue success. And like you said, you know, Percy Harvin was what took some of the pressure off of AP. Now, you know, it's going to all solely go back to AP. And this man, he can't continue to carry the ball 30 or 40 times a game. But on the, the offset is if, if he's a problem child, if he's having problems, or if, you don't, you know, if he doesn't want to be there, why keep him? And, and that's the sad part about it is, like my man said, they have so much money, and we've spoiled them so much that now all you got to do is act out and you can get out, as opposed to, sticking to that contract, staying with the team, it's like you're willing to break up, you know, the whole continuity and what's going on just for yourself as an individual. It's not about the team. It's about the individual in this case. Isn't isn't that what Brandon Marshall did, Jitter? Isn't what he did? He couldn't play for a team. He wanted out. And I think you said it right, Glove. They act out and then they get to go to another team. 
Isn't that what Brandon Marshall did? And he's a success at Chicago. You agree with that, Jitter? Well, I mean, you know, as a as a coach, that would be, I mean, I, I don't know about the entire organization, but as a coach, that would be perfectly okay for me for a guy to bicker, you know, to be disgruntled. Then at the same time, he was being productive. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, as a coach, I'm like, well, keep the guy around. But, you know, there are people, you know, who are higher up, you know, that make those decisions where, you know, they, they really look at attitude. It, it, it wasn't really a football decision. It was more like, you know, this guy, you know, he, he has, you know, somewhat of a, a problem with our organization. But and but at the same time, he was productive. So, I mean, I, I would have chose production, you know, over the, you know, not being happy because what he wants, he wants to win. And he wants to win badly. And, you know, and I, it just takes a special kind of individual. I mean, there, there are special people all over the National Football League and in those organizations. They're very special to me and special to all of us. But, you know, there are some who, who really just looks at, you know, uh, who strikes out the athletic, who doesn't really, you know, they're not there to look at his athletic performance. They're there for something else. You know, they're there just, you know, just to, you know, they're locking in on something else. And I, and I guess that, you know, particular situation didn't fit. I mean, you know, you went overboard, you know. To, but as a coach, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I think the coach is probably, he might, I mean, Leslie might be a little happy. I mean, you know, that he's, I don't think he's that, you know, that happy about that. You know, and, and like, like I said, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, you know, Eric and, uh, and James, that, yeah, he can be disgruntled all he wants, but he's being productive. Now, being disgruntled and not being productive is a totally different thing. Well, let me ask you guys this. It's a two-part question, you know. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen mostly all the signings. It's only been quarterback signing, you know, making all this money. It seemed like the other part of the team is not getting signed. And it seemed like, God, don't make more of a team than players. Like, they sign Romo with more money. They sign, you know. The guy's cutting people at Denver that's good, you know, not giving them money, giving them pay cut. Isn't it starting to change now? It seems like the, the, the um, quarterbacks are the owners and everybody else are the players. And the second thing my question is, is um, what you guys think about Reggie Bush going to Detroit? So you want to start the love? Or? Yeah, I got you. Well, you know what? For, for me, here it is, and, and let me throw it out. I played on the defensive side of the ball. I was a DM, back, whatever you want to call me. You know, but but the thing, it seems like the defense is always at the expense of the cuts. You never really see offensive guys, for the most part, getting cut. Whenever whenever there's cuts being made, it seems like it's always on the defensive side. And like Jitter said earlier, it takes both sides. It takes all being special teams, coaching. It takes all of it to win. But at the end of the game, it takes the defense to make a stand but the other offense can't score for you to win the ball game. So that's why, you know, we always, you know, go back and forth saying defense wins Super Bowls, you know, and it was kind of evident this year when San Francisco played Baltimore. But you're right, James. It seems like all the quarterbacks are getting paid, and everybody, from my point of view, or that I've heard that's been asked to take a pay cut has been somebody on defense outside of Bolden and a couple of other players. But it seems like they're being asked you to take a pay cut or they're releasing them. And then, you know, the second part, 
of what you were saying, well, you know how I feel about Reggie Bush. He's a San Diego boy. So I was kind of hoping that the Chargers would have made a bid for him. You know, let's bring him back to the sun. Let's get him out of that 31-degree weather. Not not saying anything negative about 31. I love Detroit. I love Motor City. I love all the above. But, hey, let's, let, let's get our homeboys back home in some warm weather. So, Cal. What he thinks, Jenna? Well, um, I mean, I I almost – I mean, I, I, you know, I almost got, you know, just a little confused about, you know, the, the QB signings because, I mean, it, it goes back to what James was saying and you were saying earlier too, I believe, that um, the O-line is where it starts. The guys up front, the O and defense, that's where football starts. I mean, you know, the center, you know, I think should be paid, you know, quite a bit of money. And, I, I mean, I don't know what those guys are making right now, but, but those quarterbacks are making – you know, I'll, you know, like these, these hundreds of millions and, you know, getting, you know, double-digit millions a year, and, and, and you're not – I'm not saying they're not paying attention to the O-line because you got to have that, and those guys – you know, guys want to play. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I think they have to be, you know, compensated, you know, pretty much close to what the quarterback's getting because, I mean, I think Flacco now – I mean, a lot of these big-time quarterbacks, except for Drew Brees, and um, Peyton Manning, and I, I really would like to see Michael Vick get an offensive line too. But um, you know, those guys are going to get protection now. Tom Brady was one of the smartest. Tom Brady, I mean, he's got money. He's like, look, hey, I, hey, I'll, I'll I'll restructure, you know, to get you know to get the guys on my team, you know. And, and he he wants to be there. He wants to win. Now, that's important. And I'll, if Flacco doesn't do that, if any of those quarterbacks are not paying attention to those big babies up front, they got some issues coming. They got some big time issues coming. So um, there's going to be some defensive linemen, you know, who are probably going to get a big chunk of money just to, you know, just to knock those, try to knock those guys out the game if they if they don't start, you know. Well, the, the, the most important thing is that you got to play though. You, you got to play and you got to play well. I mean, for an offensive lineman to make. You know, three, four, five million dollars. I mean, we've seen some flops, you know, too, in the past. You know, in regards to you know uh, Tony Mandridge, you know, giving those guys big time money to offensive alignment. So I don't know if the NFL is is like you know just kind of shying away from giving the big boys you know up front a lot of money because a lot you know, a lot of times it doesn't really it doesn't really pan out. You know, the way I guess they keep them hungry by giving them less. I don't know what that is, but for the most part, when you're giving a quarterback you know, that kind of money, um, it's just, once again, it's just a shocker to me, you know, and it's like, man, you come next season, boy, it's going to be some guys going to want to light your butt up. So, you know, I, I, I really, you got to have the protection. Tony Romo situation, yeah, he's elusive. You know, he can dip and dodge. You know, he can move in and out. But the big guys is what make it happen, man. And that's that's where it all started. And, you know, I wish the NFL would, would you know, would, Give them a little bit more too. Restructure all their country. Give them a little bit more anyway, you know. And, uh, but you're right, Don. I think Glover right what he said. But nobody look at that um, Glover because nobody look and see. You know, when they watching the game, we really be paying attention to the the, the, the defensive guys, the tackle, and the offense. You looking at like the end, the guy that rushing get the sack, right? Or you looking at the time, but nobody pay those guys attention. You know, the center. Uh, am I right, though? No, you're right. But I mean, but think about what sells the NFL. And and let's think about it was something said earlier 
that I want to talk about. But what's the other NFL quarterback? You know, you know, we throw out all these quarterback names. You know, being a leader, saying whatever, being Peyton Manning, being Rogers, being Drew Brees. We throw out these guys. They all have one Super Bowl. Flacco have one. You know, now you're talking about linemen. They're talking about bringing Chris Long into St. Louis and paying him $9 million. Chris Long haven't done anything in a couple of years, so is that his name? The family name that's getting him that $9 million, or is it playing? Because what they're saying is we hope he gets back to his old way, how he played when he was younger, because the last year or so or two years, he hasn't really done anything. But what Jitter said was right, man. These linemen, you know, it starts up front. It starts in the middle. And if it wasn't for these guys, the fame and the fortune that the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the receiver get wouldn't be there. And, and, and you said a key thing, Rob, and we'll talk about it after we take a break. We'll take a break. But you said a key thing about Chris Long. They panel him for because he ain't been doing that. He's been hurt, right? Exactly. Why are they not doing that with Darrell Revis? You know, he's been hurt, right? But why is it so important that everybody keeps saying that, hey, we, we don't know if he can come back, but you'll pay Chris Long this money. You Jake, know, that's Jake. It's not Chris, it's Jake. No, Jake, yeah, Jake, because his father, what, was Howie Long, you know? Yeah, Howie Long, the dad and the right. brother Chris played in St. Louis already. Right. So um, you made a good point. But when we come back, we're going to finish that. And then we'll start walk up other players and where they're going. And um, you see those Eagles got rid of, like, two different to back. Oh, were they horrible with those? Yeah, that's the best thing they ever could have did. But I'm going to get y'all take on that when we get right back from the break. This is James Lefkowitz. Gloves, don't tell Jitter 72 because he's freezing his butt off out there. Yep, I'm gonna just say all weather twice is twice of Detroit and some. <laughs> you guys are fun. <laughs> your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jan Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And always back, we got Glove, Glove. Is that Glove? I'm still here, James. And we got Jitter out there throwing snowballs. You that Jitter? I got your back. <laughs> well, let's make this happen. Before we went on break, uh, Glover, you you had made a good point. I want you guys to talk about that. You know that you were saying that um, Jake Long is, he, is it his name, and he's coming back. Uh, he ain't done nothing, but they're gonna pay him money. He ain't performed, but why they won't do Darrell Reeves? And, and let's talk about you guys. Talk about what you think Darrell Reeves and what's the problem going on with him. Go ahead, go. Well, you know, for me, I don't, I don't, you know, it's just, and, and it's, it's, it's been proven, you know, certain players, and I'm not going to, you know, go into it in depth, but certain players get treated certain ways in the NFL. Some players have to prove themselves a little bit more than others do. You know, now you got to remember when the Jets was on hard knocks, Revis held out. So we don't know because of the injury if they're holding it against him or holding it over his head. You know, because now everybody's trying to measure themselves to what Adrian Peterson did in Minnesota. You know, we talked about RG3 and his injury. So now the measuring stick is what AT did, you know, but AT is his own individual with his own work ethic, his own work ethic. So we don't know what's going to happen to RG3 once he gets done, once his, you know, knee is recovered, nor do we know what's going to happen with Darrell Revis. You know, it's the unknown. So would I pay that type of money? No, but I put him on a contingent. If if he came back and played well and performed up the expectations, then his money would escalate. I'm just not going to give him big money if I'm a GM. Jitter? Well, I, you know, um, that's, I mean, what, what Eric just said, you know, right there at the end about, you know, the GMs and everything. I mean, like, I mean, these guys agents. I, I mean, I'm trying to trying to really figure out, you know, who – who are these guys? I mean, like these agents have connections with the general managers. You know, some have a deep, you know, a very deeply rooted connection. You know, some some of them, you know, don't. I don't. I don't know if it's, you know, if if, if it's that communication factor or, you know, he just didn't say a certain, uh, make a certain statement during, you know, during the contractual, talk, you know, negotiations or talks or whatever. But I, I think that what Darrell needs to do 
as opposed to is it Chris Long or Jake Long? Jake is it Jake? Yeah, yeah. Now, now, you know, now I'll get to Jake shortly, but it, in regards to you know uh, Darrell's situation, I just, I mean, he really, I mean, somebody, you know, just really need to talk to Darrell about just getting healthy. Don't worry about money while you're trying to get healthy because he can play. And he's going to come back. He's probably going to end up getting comeback, you know, of the year, you know, sort of thing, like Adrian Peterson did. Probably. Probably. My, my, my guess is that he's going to be in the, in the picture. He, he, I mean, at, at that point, once he comes back and, you know, and do and, and perform the way he was performing, you know, then he can, he can pretty much call his own shot. As a matter of fact, I think he'll be able to, like, bring in players he want to play with. You know, he'll have that kind of voice if he comes back, you know, after this injury and just play ball. I mean, I just think Darrell is too talented. Darrell is uh, he's more, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very smart guy on the football field, very intelligent, plays over the top of receivers. You know, um, he, he can play all over. He's kind of like, you know, he, had, he as a matter of fact, I call it the Deion Sanders factor when Deion was doing his prime where he just can't. I mean, a quarterback just can't, you know, out throw this guy or, you know, throw, you know, behind this guy because he's there. He, I mean, he's there to, you know, to, you know, to intercept the football. He's there to play on the ball. He's going to make a play on the ball. But, I mean, I, I, I really don't like to, you know, um, hear him right now talk about money in, in his position. Just He just needs to – I mean, I think he really needs to concentrate on getting healthy because I believe he can really take this league by storm and become one of the, you know, the most highest paid, uh, uh, predominant, I mean, dominant cornerbacks, you know, of all time. So, I mean, I, I, I'm a little disturbed when I hear, you know, when I hear him talking and then, you know, about money when he's trying to get healthy, you know. Um, that just, I, I don't think those two really go together. Now, in regards to Jake's situation, now, I mean, Jake's got all his knowledge. I think they're paying him for knowledge. I, I really don't think that, you know, he's the kind of athlete who's going to do the Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Michael Vick, you know, kind of stuff. I just don't – they're just paying him for the knowledge. And, you know, um, he's, he's probably, you know, a hell of a practice player, probably, you know, and a great backup. But, you know, I, I, I really – I mean, you know, I, I think that's where – you know, all of, all of that is coming from. And then, you know, uh, in addition to that, he has, like, this agent who, you know, who's making, who's saying all the right things right now, you know. You know? And, and, and Jake Long can, I mean, I mean at, at, he can play. Now, I don't know, I don't know if that's $9 million over so many years or $9 million a year, you know, what, what have you. But, um, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Jake Long, but I just think that where, you know, they probably, you know, sort of gauged him more. I mean, they gauged him more off of potential. And then he's probably, like you say, over the years, he's been probably one of the most, you know, uh, you probably get, you know, probably, probably, you know, can be held as one of the most valuable practice players. You know, and he's got some knowledge. He's got knowledge. I mean, he knows the game. He can probably, he can pretty much go to any team and, you know, and play as a backup. Or, or you know, carry them in practice quite a bit, you know. I just so I mean I just that, that that's a good guy to have, you know, in practice when he can 
you know, run scout for the other team. <laughs> I think that's on, really Jitter. that's a valuable deal. Yeah. Come on, Jim. You gonna pay a guy nine million dollars to be a practice player? I, I, come on now. That, 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 that that's not even right. You pay a guy nine million, right, Glenn? Be a practice well, player. Hey, hey, Jenner. You know what? I, I've been with you most of the day. I've I, I, <laughs> tenfold. I've been behind you, but James, no, he knows I got an issue with Glenn, with BS. Because it's right, because it's this right here, and, and I hate to go political and I hate to go racial. But how come white players get paid because and black players don't? You know, so you'll you'll hire a white player because his dad was in the league, because his brother's in the league. You'll hire those guys, bring them in, and make them, oh, you know, we'll pay him the money. No, he, he don't have to argue over money or debate or anything. And if he becomes, like you said, a good practice player, they're okay with that. And they'll keep him around. But if it's a black player... And he don't come in and perform because guess what? The Rams just they picked up a you guys receiver from Detroit, Titus, from uh, uh, Boise State. They picked up Titus in the off season and they done released him already. Uh, and Titus yeah. Titus's potential is over the top, but he's a head case. So so yeah. I'm not trying like James said. I'm not trying to give you no nine million dollars. I'm not trying to give you nine dollars if you're a practice player. <laughs> right, right, and you know, okay? basically what what I was saying, what what I'm saying is that, I mean, he's more than that, but you know, he's got he's got this knowledge, you know, he can probably go in and run any offense, pick up any basic offense, and that's what you want in an emergency type situation, somebody who's a little bit more familiar with the offenses of the NFL, and I think right. that's where where you know, but I think that's where you know Jake has an edge, but in regards to you know what Eric was saying about black quarterbacks? I really think that's going to change now because there are some, are some highly skilled and very, and very highly intelligent black quarterbacks out there, and they're young, like RG3 and the Russell Wilsons, you know, and a few more other guys, the guy, you know, quarterbacking for the, um, for the Raiders. I mean, you know, it's a lot of young guys, young black guys out there who are very, just as smart and, and what they need to do. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure they're, they're getting this is – to stay on top of your game, to, to to learn as much as you can about you know offenses of the NFL, and I think that's where you know at some point you know they kind of like they kind of like go off you know um, the the darker skin man you know athletic ability instead of his knowledge because you know Michael Vick is probably one of the most smartest ones out there, but they're not giving him a line at all, and um, <clears throat> but you know I I just I just see that, you know, um, black quarterbacks are going to be smarter about this situation, you know, in the future. And there, there isn't going to be much, you know, disparity or much of a division here, you know, uh, in the future. I, I think that's, I, that's, that's going to change. And it's going to change yeah. for the better, you know, and not for the worse. And I'm not, you know, I, I love, all, I mean, hey, I, I really don't have, you know, like this, this issue in regards to race all the time, you know, but, but, but sometimes, you know, yeah, you got to go there, you know, but I mean, like I said, I'm a Jake Long fan and I won't change that because, you know, he just, he has a bunch, he's, he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy in the pocket. You know, he can, he can read defenses, you know, and that's his thing. You know, he knows where he knows his one and two, you know, he knows where, you know, his backup is coming from. 
And I think yeah, that's but, what you got to have in the pocket. And they are paying, but, you know, but guys, you know, you know a lot of money, you know, right now like that. I mean, I wish they was giving Gerard that money. Yeah, but you know something, Jenna? I would never make you my GM because you're going to give him $9 million. You'll never be my GM. <laughs> well, we only got four minutes to close, but I want you guys to take on uh, – we got to talk about my Eagles. Um, they released Kramati and they released uh, – what's that guy's name, Glove? I can't, can't even say it. Uh, awesome Wall, which he was supposed to get yeah. $15 million. I would release him before the season started. He's horrible. <laughs> you know the sad part about I'm going to go real quick. The sad part is Cremarty is a heck of an athlete. He just can't cover that well. Get <laughs> So um, well, I, I, just think, I, I just think it was a cap space deal because, you know, Asamoah, yeah, he's been playing terrible, man, you know, recently. And I think that, that trade, you know, when it happened, when Andy Reeves was there, you know that just really wasn't a good trade. I mean, it was, it was, it was good on paper, but you know a lot of things look good on paper, but when you have to transfer it to the field, doesn't necessarily work all the time, you know. And you've been seeing that a lot in the National Football League, where you trade a guy and you think he's going to fit, and um, there's some about you know like people going certain places and excelling. I mean, you know. Some guys might not, you know, won't be able to excel like in Detroit or Dallas or, you know, Washington or Denver or Oakland or whatever. I mean, you know, it, you know, you, you, you are a product of your environment. I mean, your environment really, you know, has a lot to do with that. You know, a lot of other social factors, you know, as well. But I don't, I mean, it takes, a, it's very few guys and it's rare for, you know, a guy to just take off like a Deion Sanders and go play well anywhere. You know, I don't care where you put me, that's rare. You know, and uh, we'll see that, you know, in the future. We'll keep seeing it as long as there's football around. But it's rare. You won't see a lot of guys doing that. Um, I just think, you know, Chip Kelly is just trying to free up, you know, some of that, that room to get some younger players because yeah. these guys are probably above his head right now. And I, I don't think he want to deal with that, you know. And yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm just – that's just speculation because, I mean, letting Cromartie go was – I mean, I could see where, you know, that was probably – he's a little above my head. He has a little bit more than what I, I'm accustomed to, so i got to have somebody who's going to pay attention to me. Well, Jenna, i got to disagree with you again because you talk about free of space. I would have freed them, freed them a long time ago, like you said, because <laughs> they play horrible. They would have been free, free, and under-read. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna really thank you, Jenna, for calling in. It was a pleasure, you know. Just getting your input on freeing people up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate uh It's an honor. Really, it is. It's an honor to be a part of, you know, um, this show and to be on with Eric and, and you, James. I, I really uh, I really appreciate that, and I hope I get an opportunity, to, you know, to continue that. Oh, yeah. Good luck at uh, the new job of coaching. Uh, hope, you, Can, hope it goes well. Kentucky Christian University night. All right. You Thank go. you again, Glove. Another week, Glove. Yes, sir. Thanks, Mr. Jenner, for calling in. Good luck to the uh, Kentucky Christian. Thank you, Eric. I'll keep you posted, Doc. Yeah, call back in, man. All yes, right, sir. guys. Thanks again for another great show. All right. Thank guys. you. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. We'll be right back.